welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. So today we're going to do some back talk about my podcast on our Mormon moment. As if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that we have, I made the point that we're living at a Mormon moment in America. That between the Book of Mormon being the most popular play on Broadway, Mormon politicians being some of the most popular politicians in America, Glenn Beck being one of the most popular and and influential broadcasters, a Mormon, uh, on and on and on. And the fact, of course, that Mormonism is the fastest growing religion in America. All of those things, even the Twilight series about vampires uh, written by a Mormon. Uh, we are living in a Mormon moment in America. And that was the case that I made. We got a lot of mail, a lot of emails, and a lot of questions, as you can imagine. So I'm going to dive into those today and uh, and help explore this just a little bit more. One of the questions I got from a number of people uh, was the question of whether I consider Mormonism Christian. And uh, I want to say before I answer any questions about Mormonism that I am absolutely not on a crusade against Mormonism. Um, I know it sounds trite and cliche to say it, but truly some of my dearest friends are Mormons. I play racquetball with a guy who's a Mormon, and we joke all the time. When he hits me, I say, you are not going to be a god over your own planet. And he just laughs and says, well, if I am a god over my own planet, you won't be on it. And so that's the tone I like to maintain with people. I, I like the people, even if I don't like the ideas they have put their lives in service of. Some of my best friends, some of the people I love the most, one of the cultures I love the most is the Arab culture. Uh, but of course I find Islam to be flawed as a religion. So I believe in speaking of those things openly. And as I answer these questions today, don't assume that I hate Mormons or I'm on a crusade against them. Uh, I simply want to understand religions. And I frankly, I want to understand them on this podcast uh, through a Christian lens. So speaking through a Christian lens, when I'm asked the question, is Mormonism Christian? Uh, my answer is No. Uh, Mormonism technically is a Christian cult. Now, the word cult is, some people confuse that with the word occult. The word occult deals with uh, spirits and powers and, uh, you know, the influence of the dark side, Ouija boards, witches, uh, santeria, things like that. Uh, A cult technically is a perversion of Christian doctrine. So Christians would call, for example, Jehovah's Witnesses or Christian scientists, uh, uh, cults, uh, not because they think that they're involved in dark powers or worshiping Satan, but because technically they uh, believe in what Orthodox Christians believe is a perversion of Christian doctrine. So in that vein, I would have to say that Mormonism is is a Christian cult. It's not Christian in and of itself. And let me explain why it's important that I, I be detailed about this. In Mormonism, you are not saved through Jesus Christ. A Christian, of course, believes that Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world, raised from the dead again. A Christian becomes a Christian by confessing faith in Jesus, yielding his life to him, and believing that salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. A Mormon believes that the work of Jesus only reintroduces us to God. It does not, the work of Jesus does not, give us salvation. Salvation comes through doing the works that a Mormon must do, doing the deeds that a Mormon must do. So this is, of course, exactly the opposite of a Christian view of salvation by faith. It is salvation by works and not even salvation by a biblical 
list of works, but by a uniquely Mormon list of works. So given that Mormonism teaches that uh, that salvation is not through Jesus Christ alone, but rather that Jesus is half the equation, so to speak, and that and that works is the rest of it, then the answer is no. And that's not just my opinion. That's a, that's a standard issue. The second question people asked a great deal about had to do with blacks and Mormonism. Uh, what about African Americans? What about black skin color? What about the idea that they're cursed? People wanted me to explore that a little bit further. In, in Mormonism, the teaching of Joseph Smith was that Jesus and Lucifer are brothers. And when the God over this planet wanted to devise a plan for the rulership of the planet, he got his two sons, Lucifer and Jesus, and had them both propose plans. And God accepted Jesus's plan, not Lucifer's plan. So Lucifer rebelled against God. And some of you will know that in the book of Revelation, there's this image of the dragon sweeping his tail and taking a third of the stars, or some believe it's angels of heaven, uh, to earth. And this is, of course, a symbol of the fall of Satan from heaven. In Mormonism, this is Satan, or Lucifer, uh, taking the pre-existent spirits, taking the, the uh, spirits, the baby spirits, so to speak, in heaven without bodies uh, into his camp. So what Joseph Smith taught was that those who had black skin, were that was the sign of their rebellion with Satan in a previous life. So they were marked, they, were, they had that black skin or that dark skin because they were uh, obviously, rebellion against God and followers of Satan. I'm not saying in this life, of course, but in a pre-existent state. Now, that was undone in 1979. In 1979, the senior prophet of the Mormon Church, uh, with his counsel, uh, agreed that that was no longer the case. So that was quite late in history. Of course, Dr. King had been dead for you know 15 years, and uh, it was it was quite late in history. Civil rights battle had largely been won, at least legally. Um, but but nevertheless, this is the issue. Of course, I made the point that today, uh, one of the fastest growing ethnic segments of Mormonism is among African Americans, which is a, a strange thing. The point I think that needs to be made is that obviously uh, this thinking that black skin could be a sign of anything negative clearly comes from Joseph Smith's uh, historical context. He was thinking and writing before the American Civil War. Uh, some people doubted whether blacks even had souls. And, uh, and obviously, it was in a, in a, in a pre-DNA era uh, when you couldn't verify uh, what somebody was ethnically by any kind of scientific measurement. So the darkness of their skin becomes an indicator of their spiritual state. I think we all know today, not only is this silly, uh, but today you can't really tell who's technically African-American just by skin color. Uh, they could be mixed to an extent. Uh, Barack Obama, we call an African-American, but he's half white, half black. I mean, is he a black man? Would he be under the curse? According to Joseph Smith's ideology, you understand that you know, it, it literally takes a DNA test to even understand what somebody is ethnically. And then, of course, sometimes there's such a mixture, it hardly makes a difference. So this is one of those flawed areas of Mormon thinking. And I need to say quickly, they admitted that it was flawed, but I think it also indicates some of the flawed thinking in the founding of the religion. Uh, some folks have asked me, uh, given what Mormons believe, why does it have such appeal? Well, it has appeal because Mormons are such great people. I, mean, I don't know how else to say it. A typical Mormon family is close. They have family altar. They value the family. They value marriage. They value uh, the relationships between parents and kids. 
Um, they don't drink alcohol. They don't even drink caffeine. Uh, they don't do drugs. They don't believe in abortion. They, uh, they, they, they practice a, a very wholesome lifestyle. They're very much about accomplishment, very much about achievement, very much about education. Um, their kids very likely go off for two years during college and do missions um, and they're restricted in terms of how much contact they can have with their home. And sometimes they're in very, very difficult circumstances. Well, this causes them to grow up, causes them to accomplish great things. There was a great article recently in Forbes magazine, I believe it was, entitled God's MBA. You ought to look up God's MBA on, the, uh, on Google, and you'll read a magnificent article about how some of the great leaders of our age, like Romney um, and others, some of the great leaders, corporate leaders and so on who are Mormons, really look back to their missions experience as the thing that made them men, made them women, uh, made them capable of doing great things. So the appeal, I think, really is sort of cultural. It's a very patriotic, very pro-family, very moral, uh, very very uh, appealing kind of culture, and I think that's what does it. Many people ask me if I would vote for a Mormon uh, if he was running for office. If, if a Mormon gets the Republican nomination uh, and he's any kind of good man or good woman and they reflect the values that I hold, yes, I would. Um, I would not allow religion to keep me from voting for a person unless they were just rabidly anti-Christ or, or, or something just really offbeat. But would I vote for a Mormon for president if that was the best conservative option, the closest to my values? The answer is absolutely yes. And then some folks have said they've heard rumors or heard uh, stories of the Book of Mormon being flawed. And uh, I'll close with this question. Yes, the Book of Mormon in its original form was deeply flawed. Um, it was supposed to have been originally dictated largely by Jesus um, as long ago as 400 AD. Um, and yet it had a quote from the King James Bible in it, which wasn't written until 1600 AD. Um, it had In one place, it had a quote from Shakespeare's Hamlet in it. Um, it had has to has had to have thousands of revisions, um, and what really confirms its uh, I would say the best phrase to use is its lack of divine inspiration or even its accuracy um, is that when you, for example, are dealing with the Bible, the more archaeological evidence that you have, the more the Bible's confirmed. I could go off on this for hours. Um, that the more they dig up in Israel, the more archaeological evidence there is from the Middle East, the more biblical history is confirmed. But with the Book of Mormon, that's not been the case. No Mormon names, no Mormon cities, no, no rivers in the, in the Book of Mormon. Um, no, no people, places, things have been discovered. Um, the, the Book of Mormon was supposedly originally written in Reformed Egyptian. Uh, no inscriptions in Reformed Egyptian, etc., etc., etc. In fact, from a scientific perspective, the idea uh, that American Indians are the descendants of the lost tribes of Israel uh, is completely denied by DNA evidence, which again proves that there's not a really a connection between a Native American, uh, ethnically speaking, I'm speaking in terms of DNA, um, and 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 someone who is a, a you know a son of Israel, so to speak, a, a, the, the traditional uh, Jewish lineage. So all of these things place it in question. So what's my conclusion? My conclusion is very simple. I don't accept Mormonism as being a true religion. Do I respect those who, who live it and those who lead from it and those who are you know, informed by it? Sure. Do I, am, I, am I glad they're in the world? Sure. But uh, in the same way that they obviously believe some of what I believe is false, 
Uh, I believe what they believe is false, and yet I believe in dealing with them graciously and moving on. So happy to answer some of these questions, drill down a little further into Mormonism. I strongly urge you to do some reading. Uh, Josh McDowell has got a great section in his book on on world religions, on Mormonism. There are other good books. I've mentioned mentioned John Krakauer's book, uh, Under the Banner of Heaven, about some of the violence in Mormonism. Um, But we are definitely living in a Mormon moment in America. It's not going away. And so I urge you to dig in, learn some more. And by the way, Google that article, God's MBA. It's absolutely fascinating for those of you who pay attention to trends in management. This Stephen Mansfield podcast was brought to you by the Mansfield Group. Find us at mansfieldgroup.com.